You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The Chofetz Chaim writes, Afiu im shomu lebno bito aktanim sheim midabugim loshon hara, mitzvah ligor bahem. They're just children. And you hear they're saying negative things about what happened in school, about a teacher, about one of their classmates. You need to speak to them and say, no, stop doing that. Um, the Mishnah Bura himself writes in the Ber Maim Chaim, that what's the age that you should really stop your child when you hear him speaking Lashon Hara? So the Chavetz Chaim writes, Mizman Shatinak Bar Havana. He understands enough, Umeven, Kesha Oyimrim Lo, Shaosrova Asis Dovrizeh. He understands and he knows what you're saying that there's something, it's not just I don't want you to do this. There's something ethically wrong, bigger than me. There's something about the rules of the world which you'll call the Torah, that he needs to understand he shouldn't be doing. Isn't that relative, though? Yes, it depends. Right, you're right, Sheila. It depends how old. But what is it that the kid understands, right? Um, Is it because he's afraid of his father? Again, how much does a child understand what Torah is other than my father doesn't want or my mother doesn't want me to do it? Or conversely, they like it when I do a mitzvah. So they, you know, you want them. That's right. So obviously what they equate is the love and what they want from their parents to this thing that they're telling them, the Torah, the Torah, there's something what it says, what God wants, right? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's in a, they don't understand God exactly. They understand you can't see him, but there's some sort of rule. That's the age where it has to be there. Now, one of the Achronim writes in explaining the Mishnah Bura, that if the proof will be, if let's say after you tell him about it, he does it even without you being there. So that's sort of like a a barometer that he understands. It isn't just, I don't want mommy and daddy to be mad at me. He knows what that means, that this is something ethically wrong. Um, and not to be cute or anything, but there are some adults who don't quite get that. <laughs> right, right. But the question, <laughs> Sheila, is what age do you really have to be concerned? Where does it make sense that this is really the mitzvah of chinuch? And you might say it's always good to do it, but when are you mechuyiv to do it? When are you mechuyiv? Again, you could hear, I, I, you know. Yeah, you could argue somewhere in between five and six, maybe. Well, I, I tell you, I went to my... Um, um, uh, Erev Shabbos, I went to my five grandchildren that live here, Baruch Hashem. I had to deliver some some laundry that uh, they had been doing here at the house. And um, and I went upstairs to their apartment. And my she's not seven yet. She's six, my granddaughter, Noah. And she said, okay, Saba, you leave the room. Saba, we're going to do something here. Right? And they were going to play something. And they, they wanted... Right? So... They they're quite aware of something, and they and I hear them saying, "What bracha am I supposed to make on this? And what bracha is this?" And they all want to know when they sit at the table. Even the four-year-old wants to know what bracha, what bracha. So it seems like it is possible 
to get them in a way that they they would definitely not want to eat it unless they knew what brachet was. Now, mm-hmm. Rav and Karelit says that it's got to be connected with some concept of knowing you're a Jew. Right? That's what Rav Nissen Karelit says. That Shul Yehudi Osru Asos Maisek is a Lobeglau not because the parents are against it. So it's more than they will keep it when the parents aren't here. They, they somehow have an, a perception that this is their identity. And that identity that the parents have drilled into them is they are Jews, and Jews don't do this. When a child can be, now you, again, is it six? Is it seven? Definitely not three, right? Um, the um, it's an interesting Neide Yehuda that writes that even after a person dies, in other words, Neide says that if a person is already a precocious child and knew it was wrong and still did it. He could be punished in the next world for that in some way. He's not a bar onshin. So you see from this Noida Yehuda that at a certain age of understanding, a child really, it's for his own benefit, not just for Chinuch, to stop him from saying negative things. Now, Rav Karelitz knew that if they're talking about stuff that happened to them in class and they need someone to talk to. So Rav Karelitz writes, They need to talk about it. If you're just going to say, I don't want to hear it, it can really affect them psychologically in a negative way. And they need to be able to explain what happened to them in school and what happens to them in, in class and among their friends. Now, Rav Karelit says, you don't have to believe what they're saying about uh, Johnny and Yankel. But to not listen and to let them and to say, I can't hear about it, it's Lashon Hara, could could ricochet back. They're upset. They need to feel that their parents are there to listen about something that hurt it's hurtful at school. Now, once they're actually older and they understand Lashon Hara and Rechilas, then Rav Karelet says you should try uh, explaining to them that, look, it's important to know that there is something called Lashon Hara and what's considered a, a positive, when can you? And you have to be a good Again, I'm very impressed about Rav Karelitz's sensitivity. You could see how someone might say, oh, they already understand. Don't let them talk. No, a child does need to realize that the parents are there for them. Right. And if if the child feels that the parent's just going to say, I don't want to hear this. You're evil. Then that is going to 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 be very destructive. A bit of therapy after that, you know. Yes. Um, now, um, what about <laughs> yeah? What about the other way? 
Okay, and you know, what about the Machanach himself? What about if a kid comes to the teacher and starts talking about stuff that's happening in the house? Um, Rav Chaim Kanievsky is of the opinion. Okay, so Rav Chaim Kanievsky says that you've got to be sure there's a reason. If the kid starts talking about stuff, and again, this is a very sensitive topic, but again, obviously, if there's some abuse or other stuff happening, the, the, you need to know how to respond. But clearly, the laws of Lashon Hara definitely apply in this case. Speaking about Rav Chaim Kanievsky, here are some of Rav Chaim Kanievsky's shilas and chuvas about Hanukkah. Um, we know that it can be very windy, even in Eretz Yisrael. And if you're lighting there Hanukkah in a place uh, outside of your house, that there is wind, so what you do is you put the neiros into a glass container, our own sluchis, and therefore, um, when they're being lit, the moment of hadlaka, which we say is osa mitzvah, the wind would would blow them out because the wind will definitely blow them out very soon. Now, that's a problem. But then, after he does the hadlaka, he closes it right away. Now, even though we say that hadlaka osa mitzvah, at the moment of hadlaka, the wind would have blown them out. For example, let's say you lit it um, inside and took it outside, you wouldn't be yotze the mitzvah. Because it's the hadloka, not the hanocha. So you need to light it in the spot where it's going to last. But when he lit it, the, the, the window was open and it would definitely go out. But now he shuts it. Are you yotze or not? So Rav Chaim said that you're yotze. Rav Chaim says you're yotze. Because since you're going to close it right away, that's like the same moment of Hadlaka. And therefore, you are Yotze in that situation. Another question they asked of Chaim, a person that uh, did not have oil yet. So what did he have? He wasn't able to get oil. He had uh, regular candles made of wax. We know the morale of Prague felt that those are actually better to light. And that's his shita. Most people don't hold of that maral. Most people, again, you're saying we're saying on that uh, on Shabbos, on Arab Shabbos, because most of the time it's the wax candles that could give you a longer burn. But let's say a person had uh, prepared wax candles and he has them all in the row. And then they bring him olive oil. Hmm. Is it a bazillion to the mitzvah? You've already put set up your mitzvah. Should you get rid of those candles and now pour oil in? Because it could be, once it's muchan for the mitzvah, it's like a, it's like, it's a slap in the face. Rav Chaim didn't think it was a problem. Rav Chaim felt doesn't say you're mechuyev, but if, especially if you would rather uh, light with oil, you can get put the candles away and now use oil. Um. Sheila and I studied this this morning, or this afternoon, 
when they go, again in Eretz Yisrael, you need to figure out what does it mean people are in the shuk still, that period. So, what about the regal menashuk is mostly non-Jews? Is, do non-Jews count in terms of the Zman of Tarmudoy? So you can see here that the Rechaim assumes the Pshad and the Gemara is like Rashi, that the Tarmudoy were the non-Jews, and therefore, as long as the Tarmudoyim are in the Shuk, as long as Goyim are there, you still have fulfilled your mitzvah, with a, and you can do it with a bracha, now, I'm no one to argue with Rav Kanyevsky, but the Gemara, the way I, I read the Gemara, is that since the Tarmudoyim are there, the Jews who need the Tarmudoyim are in the ones that you're trying to reach out to. So therefore, I, I, I would say, based on my reading of the Gemara, that Rav Chaim's Psak, I'm not sure, is, is correct. Um, and if the only people out there are non-Jews, and they're the ones that are being, then you wouldn't, it would be too late. If the, if the time, that's what it would seem to me. Let's do one last question. A boy becomes a bar mitzvah on the first day of Hanukkah. And when is the first night of Hanukkah? It happens to be on Shabbos. So we know that you light, especially we talk about the machlokas when you're supposed to light, uh, the shita of the, uh, of the reef, uh, the bahag, I'm sorry, that the post can hold like, not like the Ramban, as we know about, is to light before you light the Shabbos licht. And Eretz Yisrael, many places, they light 30 minutes before Shkia, 30 minutes, 20 minutes Many, many good Jews light 30 minutes before. So that means the Hanukkah licht have to be lit 35 minutes before or 40 till you get, let's say you have your family that's lighting. So you're lighting Hanukkah licht 40 minutes before sunset. So the boy is a bar mitzvah when? That night. Can he be? Can he make the bracha for the family? Let's say they, they only have one Hanukkah. Can he make the bracha for them? We know that some say a katan once it could be motzi people. But here, he's only a bar chiyuva that evening. So is this a bidiyevet if he makes the bracha for them? Assuming that they're like a one-family house, that they're like the Sephardim, that they do one big menorah for everybody. And they want to give a kavod to that boy. Well, this, this evening he's going to be a bar mitzvah, but he's not yet. So could he be the one who lights and makes the bracha for everyone? So interesting answer from Rav Chaim. Rechaim says, I guess if they're looking forward to it, and this is like his big chance, 
and there's a situation where, you know, the kid has been looking up to it and forward to it, and this is the way he shows he's the bar mitzvah, you could be mako and have a cut on himself, even though he's not really, he doesn't become a yud gimel until the evening, and this is still the day before. But the Evid, Rav, Rav Chaim says, if there's clearly some sort of pressure, maybe it's psychologically or what the kid wants, you could have him make the brocha uh, for everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.